Hey, rich girls. This is Rich Girls Guide, where we demystify the world of personal finance to help you create a financially successful and fulfilling life. I'm your host, Kirby Delicano, and I worked in wealth management for over six years before leaving the office to focus on my business and my family. Have you been intrigued by friends or family, or let's be real, parasocial relationships on the internet to start investing in the stock market? but you feel like you don't know where to begin. I know there are so many different options when it comes to online banks, platforms, apps, money experts, index funds, you name it. The whole task can seem a bit daunting and you might be thinking to yourself, I'll just get to it next week once I'm a bit less overwhelmed. Mmm. And how long exactly have you been telling yourself that? If you need a nudge, a little kick in the tush to get you motivated, it's me, hi, I don't wanna get sued. (laughs) And you are going to start the journey to invest your first 1K today. I'm going to walk you through five easy steps right now so that you can get started investing today. Feel free to pause this video in between each step and actually do the work. If you do that, you could be invested within the hour. Step one, pick an account type. This is the very first thing we are going to do way before anything else. I see lots of people get hung up on the investment piece of the equation. And while that is important, it is one of the very last steps that you should be concerned about. When deciding what kind of account to set up, you have three main choices. An emergency fund, which is super short-term, a regular investment account, and that can be for either short-term or long-term investing goals, and a retirement account, which is obviously going to be your longest-term goal. If you do not already have an emergency fund set up, I would start here. Now, some of you may be thinking, my emergency fund should be in cash, not invested, right? And to that I say, yes, kinda. Hear me out. Your emergency fund should absolutely be in something liquid. And liquid just means you should be able to get your hands on it quickly, between 24 to 48 hours. And it should be invested in something that is safe, not growth-oriented like a stock, because we want to know that it will not be going up and down with the market. Now, that can mean cash, like in your typical savings account, but that is only going to earn you pennies on the dollar, and over time, it will decrease in buying power due to inflation. I would instead opt for cash equivalents, like a money market mutual fund or a high-yield savings account. I'll get into more of that in step number three. If you already have a fully funded emergency fund, then you are looking at opening either a retirement account or an investment account. Let's focus on the investment account for a second. If you want to invest, but you don't necessarily want to tie up your funds in a retirement account, or maybe you have a goal you want to save up for that is more than two to three years away, but you will need to withdraw funds before retirement age. Think a down payment for a house, a car purchase, dream vacation, whatever your little heart desires. In this case, a regular investment account, typically called an individual account, 
might be a good option. Now, if you are one of the 22% of Americans who have not contributed to their retirement at all, no judgment here, which based on the fact that you are watching this video, I would guess you do fall into this camp, or you are like me and would rather be overprepared when going into retirement, then opening an IRA or individual retirement account might be a good option. Unless you have some kind of business or are self-employed, you will have two options traditional IRA, and Roth IRA. I have a full-length episode that details the differences between the two accounts, to Roth or not to Roth. I would definitely check that out if you aren't super familiar with those terms, but I'll give you the Cliff Notes version here. A traditional IRA is what most people think of when they think of a retirement account. The money you put in gets deducted from your taxes, aka you are opting to not pay income tax on the money you put in this current tax year. Years and years down the line, when you go to take the money out of the account, you will need to pay income tax on all of those withdrawals. Traditional, forego tax now, pay it later. With a Roth IRA, the opposite is true. You are paying the income tax on the money now, i.e. you do not get to deduct your contributions from your taxable income this year. However, years and years down the line, when you go to withdraw money, you will not owe any taxes. Roth is typically the better option for younger people, think 40 and under, and those with less income. Bonus points if you're fresh out of high school or college and are making peanuts compared to what you will be making in future years. Now, I am not an accountant and this is not financial advice, but... I have a huge potential tax hack for you. If you make under $14,600 in the calendar year 2024, and you make a Roth contribution, you might not owe any tax because you can make a standard deduction of $14,600. The standard deduction is something that the IRS allows all taxpayers to take advantage of. As long as you are filling out your taxes, you can deduct up to $14,600 $14,600 from your taxable income. Not only that, you might even qualify for the tax savers credit, which could actually give you money back as a refund. Let's go through an example. Let's say you are fresh out of high school and elected to work part-time and go to school part-time. You end up making $10,000 in one calendar year. You file your taxes and elect to take the standard deduction. Because you are already below the deduction rate of $14,600, your taxable income comes out to zero dollars. That means you do not owe any federal income tax for the year. You have been able to save up $2,000 throughout the year and you want to contribute that into a Roth IRA. If you contribute the full 2,000 into a Roth IRA, you will not owe any tax on the money going in since you are under the standard deduction amount for the year. You will not owe any taxes on the qualified withdrawals from the Roth IRA later down the line because you technically have already paid tax on it, even though you didn't. And you could receive up to $1,000 in a tax credit, AKA money deposited into your account from the IRS. I'm gonna do a whole mini-sode on this tax savers credit and everything you need to know about it before tax time this year. So I'll end the example right there and just keep your eye out for that episode sometime in March if it's something that you're interested in. Again, if you want to go the IRA route but still aren't sure which account would be best for you, go check out my Roth versus traditional episode. Step number two, now that we know what type of account we want to open, we can go about choosing a platform. Now, the 
the reason we want to choose an account type first is that different platforms cater to different types of accounts. One platform might be great for holding an emergency fund, while another might be better suited for retirement accounts. Let's start with where to hold an emergency fund. You are going to have tons of options for this, and I would recommend looking at a high yield savings account. You're going to find better, higher rates with online banks for the most part. I personally use Ally Bank, which has these things called buckets that you can use to separate out your cash into different goals or categories. This way you can hold all of your short-term savings in the same account, but still separate out your money however you see fit. And y'all, I have an affiliate link for Ally Bank. If you use my referral link listed down below and deposit your first $50 into savings, you could get an extra $125 as a bonus from Ally Bank to help you get started on your saving journey. Now, y'all know I am transparent here. If you open an account and use my link, I will get a small kickback and you will too. Now, when doing research for this episode, I think the highest rate, the most interest you will receive, I saw is currently offered by Millie, also an online bank, and they are offering 5.5% interest on an annual basis. Now, these rates are going to fluctuate. Different companies will offer more competitive rates to get new customers, so just be aware that the rate will change month to month. If you decide to open an individual investment account, or a retirement account, I would look at some of the bigger name financial firms such as Vanguard, Charles Schwab, or Fidelity. All of these options have great self-directed programs, which just means you can make investment changes yourself, change contribution amounts by yourself, etc. They will also have great online portfolio tools that help you track your performance and see how much you have contributed throughout the year something that smaller investment firms might not have the resources to build out. Whichever companies you are thinking about using, just be sure to go to their websites and check out their frequently asked questions section and their why choose us pages. For the most part, a lot of them are going to have a lot of the same offerings, so you really can't go wrong, especially if you're choosing from those three that I previously mentioned. Step number three, open your account. Well, this may seem like the easiest step, Y'all, especially the men listening right now, it can be so easy to miss just one step and never actually open the account. Maybe you don't have your social security number handy, you forget to sign a document, or you literally just get distracted by something else. Whatever the case may be, set aside 10 to 15 minutes today with no other distractions, just open your account. And maybe another 10 to 15 minutes to complete steps four and five. Step number four, link your bank account and set up reoccurring contributions. I highly recommend doing this as soon as you open your account. You're feeling motivated, you're feeling optimistic, and most importantly, you are already logged into the website. I would definitely get started with automatic contributions immediately. Again, you're focused on your finances in the moment, so take the opportunity to piggyback off of that momentum and set up monthly or bi-weekly, every other week, contributions. If you're trying to invest $1,000 over the course of a year, you will need to contribute $83.34 a month or $38.46 every other week. Probably the same amount or less than you spend on fast food or makeup. Quick tip, if you are unsure exactly how much you are able to comfortably contribute month to month, 
start on the lower end. Maybe you had envisioned putting in $50 a month, but you're not sure that you're gonna be able to keep that up every single month. Start lower, maybe $25 a month, and see how that feels. If you are not missing that $25 and can swing an extra $5 the next month, increasing it to $30, keep doing that month over month and you will be pleasantly surprised at how much you can start to sock away each month. This does two things for you. First, it is teaching you good money habits. You are starting the habit of putting money away each month and you are increasing your contribution amount over time, something that is key to not succumbing to lifestyle creep. Second, you are boosting your warm and fuzzy feelings towards money. I can tell you from firsthand experience, if you come out the gate swinging and you're putting in more into your accounts than you can feasibly budget for, even if it's coming from a good place, you are going to harbor some resentment. Either your budget will suffer or you will have to decrease or completely stop your contributions altogether for a little bit. Neither of which is going to foster goodwill toward your investment account. Start small and work your way up. Really quick for those of you with IRAs, there are additional limits based on your income and hard limits that will dictate the maximum amount that you can contribute in any given year. Just watch my Roth versus traditional episode, okay? Okay. If you are contributing to a high yield savings account or investment account, you do not need to worry about contribution limits. Step number five, last but certainly not least, we have everyone's favorite step, picking out your investments. While you are at the beginning of your investing journey, I would focus on picking out one fund to invest in. As you accumulate more money in the account, and start to become a more experienced investor, then you can start branching out and picking more than one fund to invest in. For now, let's stick to one. I'm just going to go over three very generic types of investors and a popular, low-cost, easy option that will meet that investor's objective. First up, we have highly aggressive Angela. Angela is in her mid-20s and could give a rat's ass about her portfolio going up or down with the market. She wants all equity exposure, aka more risk, in order to get more return over time. If I were Angela, I might pick out an S&P 500 ETF iShares Core S&P 500 ETF is currently available at a low expense ratio of 0.03% and has outperformed the index by about 0.5% year to date. Next up, we have Moderate Mary. Mary is in her late 30s and she does not like seeing her portfolio drop in value. She still has a while before she retires and understands she needs to take some risk, but would still like to take some risk off of the table. If I were Mary, I might look at a mutual fund that incorporates both growth, so some risk, and income, which is less risk, to achieve her goals. Something like the American Funds Growth and Income Fund, G-A-I-O-X, which has an expense ratio of 0.67% and a one-year return of 11.94% seems like a great option. Last but not least, we have Timid Tammy. I had a lot of fun coming up with these names, y'all. Tammy is incredibly risk averse and is planning to retire next year. She has some money set aside for retirement in her 401k, has a fully funded emergency fund, but does not have a regular investment account. If I were Tammy, I would open an investment account and purchase into a money market mutual fund. Fidelity has a great money market fund. 
SPRXX. That has an expense ratio of 0.42% and has a one-year return of 4.87%. This meets her objective of being super safe, it won't drop in value, and she gets, still gets a little bit of return on her investment. Once you've picked out your fund, make sure you have set up your recurring contributions to automatically invest into this fund. I know you have all heard the horror stories of people who contribute money to accounts, pick out their mutual funds, only to find out months or even years later that they never actually invested the money inside of their account into the mutual fund that they thought they had picked out. Set that up now so you don't have to worry about being one of those people. Congratulations, my friend. You are now a bona fide investor. Once you have completed these steps and set up your first account, comment down below so that I can cheer you on in your investing journey. You got this. One word to the wise before we wrap up. If you contribute that $83.34 a month over the course of a year, you very well may have more than $1,000 in your account by the end of the year due to market gain and compound growth. However, you could also have less than $1,000 in your account by the end of the year due to market loss, poor fund performance, or a combination of the two. Please do not freak out if you lose money in your first year of investing. A lot of people do. And a lot of people get discouraged when they feel as though they put in the work and did the damn thing that everyone says you have to do only to be left with less money than you started out with. While you have every right to feel that way, we do not let emotion dictate our investments. Put your big girl panties on and strap in for the long haul. You are not investing in the stock market for the short-term gain. You are investing for your future, to better yourself in the long run, and to be able to retire when you actually want to. You are investing for future you, not for today you. Allow yourself to feel bad for maybe half a second, say a few curse words, and then move on with the rest of your day. And heck, if the market is down, why not throw an extra $20 in there? Thank you so much for tuning in today. I am so excited to cheer you on along your journey, and I can't wait for you to hear next week's episode. See you next Monday. Later, rich girls.